Welcome to season two. It's Emma and Jillian here, and we're so excited to be back in action with you. If you've been with us before, you know season one is all about education and getting some facts straight about all things nutrition. This season, we're switching gears a little bit and going more on how to apply these skills learned in season one with a deep discussion and dive into mental focus and clarity, taking care of your body as a whole, and setting yourself up for success while bringing on some amazing guest speakers. If you're new to our podcast, welcome to our community. Jillian and I are dietitians, personal trainers, and wellness coaches on a mission to inspire healthy living one step at a time. Feel free to head to season one after you listen to this episode. Nutrition 101 is definitely the best place to kick it off. While taking strides together as a community into season two, our goal is to focus on mindset in your lifestyle and your wellness journey, all while helping you iron out the plan of action to your overarching goals. As always, let's grab a snack while we chat about how to reset, remind, refocus with the inspiration that you need to take the next step. Welcome back to season two of Eat Healthy, Live Healthy, where our focus here is reset, remind, refocus. And we're giving you all the motivation, the mindset that you need to kind of bring it back and figure out, you know, what's your drive and what's your why and how how can other people's stories really help me um, to get where I want to go. And today we are so, so thrilled to have Jackson Erdman on the podcast with us. For those of you listening in the central Minnesota, Minnesota area, you've probably heard the name. He's the big St. John's quarterback, won the Gallardi Trophy and made his way onto fan controlled football, which is a new football league that came out and you might've watched it on Twitch or other things like that. And now making his run for y'all know the big field, the NFL. And we're here to talk to him. Of course, we want to know about the football journey, but the mindset and the focus that the determination that this takes, this whole journey going from thinking you would graduate in four years to go teach English in a different country. And fun fact about everybody, Jackson was a Fulbright scholarship winner, but ended up declining so he could play football longer. So this man who has such a bright future, no matter what ahead of him, um, but is really pursuing this right now. And we just want to talk to him and pick his brain really to get some mindset and remind refocus for all of you. Welcome Jackson. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. <laughs> Jillian and Jackson are just meeting for the first time, but I've known Jackson for a while and he's actually engaged to my BFF because I'm so protected and I would only let the best of the best be engaged to her. Um, so we go way back. But Jackson, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your life leading up to this point? Yeah. So born, raised, Twin Cities area, um, specifically Roosevelt, Minnesota. Grew up, football was big in my family. My dad was the high school football coach of Roosevelt High School. Um, so, you know, growing up, I was always around the game. Fell in love with it at a very young age. Ended up walking on at Penn State my freshman year to play football before transferring to St. John's where I played for four years. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I, I guess I never, when I was, when I started out at St. John's, I never, it was always a dream, but like at the time didn't really seem to be a reality of playing football, like post-college. 
Um, so, you know, it's always kind of trying to figure out, you know, what I want to major in navigating life and everything. And like you said, I uh, got a Fulbright scholarship, which for, if you don't know what that is, it's, it's a government like grant where they send you overseas to, uh, they have a variety of different countries, but for me specifically it was Malaysia where I was going to teach English uh, as a second language in a secondary school. I ended up turning that down so I could pursue football um, after college when it became a little bit more realistic. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, COVID obviously has made it a little bit tough on all those plans and everything. And last, what, year and a half since I graduated, I think? Yeah. Um, I've been crazy all over the place, you know, like, like a lot of part-time jobs, a couple football gigs here and there. Um, so yeah, just been trying to navigate life. Uh, to give you a little context, the Johnny's played the Tommies and that's a huge rivalry at the twin stadium. So the MLB stadium in St. Um, in Minnesota and Jackson the night before, as all of us were partying at the hotel was, was raising money, going around, asking people to donate for his projects that he was going on, going abroad. And all of a sudden had the spotlight on him that turned football. And it was such a defining kind of career moment looking forward to going football and what was it like deciding to pursue that passion it was tough it was really tough I you know I battled it for a long time because I will kind of just to touch back what you're talking on um like before the night of the big game I was raising money for a service trip I was going on to Thailand where we combated child sex trafficking and going on that service trip kind of like instilled I was like okay like I want to travel, live abroad, work with kids, and then give back and help those in need, which thus led to me applying for um, a, a Fulbright grant, which I ended up receiving. And when I got it, I accepted it, you know, like within, I don't even think it took me that long to accept it. I was like, yes, like have a plan, I'm graduating, I'm going to Malaysia, you know? And then um, I, I believe that was in the spring. And later in the spring, I think this is my junior year, like, NFL like teams started like rolling around and like coming to practices or sparking interest um or just potential and then that got me thinking you know so that I I want to say like maybe two or three months later I ended up like withdrawing or something like that because I'm like okay I could like do this potentially like later on in my life I can I can't play football you know like later on in the life but that has to be right after school um so yeah I ended up going that route it was a really tough decision um, and, you know, obviously hindsight too, you know, I would have been in potentially like the middle of nowhere in Malaysia teaching a school when COVID hit. So who knows what would have happened there. Um, so it's probably better. I was, you know, back home during that time anyway. It sounds like hearing your experience about where you expected to go and like the very quick plot twist that happened in a very short amount of time frame. Of course, we always say like what is meant to be it's going to find its way but it's pretty cool to hear about how like the Fulbright obviously that's a challenging program to be accepted into and how quickly you obviously jumped on it and looking at now you would have been there in the middle of COVID that's nuts to think about I wonder if you would have gotten stuck there I know because well specifically for my application it was Malaysia and like they put on like are you okay with like teaching or leaving in in super rural areas you know so like Malaysia I'm thinking okay like that like jungle or like out like you know who knows like where it is type like um if it's not like in the heart of the city honestly have no idea what it would have been like I didn't get to that stage and 
um at my point too you never knew like fully where you were stationed i didn't get to that point um because right. i went withdrew my application before then um but yeah it is crazy and yeah who who knows with all the travel restrictions and whatever would have been crazy if i was like you know stuck in malaysia for a little bit longer acknowledging that you had those like very big pivots we'll call them um in a short time frame obviously you wanted to follow your passions you want to follow your career what advice would you give someone who is maybe in a similar situation and they want to follow their dreams but also need to figure out their career and next steps and oh man that is something i struggle with every day to be honest i i it, it's so hard because one me i am kind of a free soul i want to travel i want to get out and it's a constant battle of you know you they're the two sides pretty much what people say get out when you're young you know get out travel live your life and the other was like do what you're good at now save money so you can travel later on you know in your life and i am always torn i think i'm leaning towards more so like get out when you're young travel live your life because one you never know like i could like you could die young like anything could happen and yes knock on wood <laughs> and also um yeah just like as you grow older there's more things to tie you down whether that's like I don't mean that in like a, a bad way, but like just finances, houses, cars, family, and all that stuff, and it gets harder to leave. Um, but yeah, I, my, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm one to in a position to dish out advice on that standpoint. But you know what I've been trying to do is like, despite all this, navigating COVID, football, jobs, everything is just you know following your heart and like doing what you want to do, and you know deep down and just what makes you happy and. I'm just doing my best to try to navigate that and yeah, just following my heart and doing what I love. I think that's such great advice because it often gets looked over. We make things so complicated and just can't figure out like making pros and cons lists and all this stuff when really kind of internally you do have an understanding of, of what might be the next decision. But switching gears a little bit, you just mentioned COVID and that basically put the year on pause It put the NFL on pause and put all the training camps on pause, everything that really seemed obtainable in the future. How did you keep your mindset focused and the determination going forward when it was seeming like it was not going to have an end? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that was, it's been, it's been really hard. And what I always come back to is, you know, just like counting my blessings, right? So like, I think about, or pe like, sometimes people will be like, oh, like, it sucks, like, worst year ever to try to play football from a small school in the NFL or something, or like, that's so hard for you. And like, I think of it like, one, like, yes, like, that does suck and make it a lot tougher. But like, I have a roof over my head, I have great, like, part time can easily be full time jobs if I want them to be. You know, like, I'm not struggling to, like, wonder where my next meal is going to be anyway. Like, people have, like, people have died from COVID. People's family members have passed away. They've lost jobs. Like, to be in the position where I am and my only struggle is, oh, it's making my road to, or, like, potential at getting a look at the NFL a lot harder. Like, like what the hell am I complaining about, you know? Like, for real. Um, but as far as just, like, trying to play football at the, ne the next level and, you know, mindset, it has been tough because especially after my senior year, I graduated in 
2019 of December. Um, and I needed to have surgery because I like, uh, it's called the tightrope surgery. So I really messed up one of my ankles in the last game. Um, and in March I was invited, I was going to be in the Minnesota Gopher pro day. Um, so I had to get surgery in January, quick do rehab, turn around and train, try to get in shape. And so that my mindset at that time was all like, okay, let's go. Like I'm feeling good. Just, you know, rehab the heck out of my ankle so I can perform well at the pro day. And it's like roughly two weeks before and I'm feeling really good. Like I can throw again, have full range of motion, speed, everything. I'm clicking with the guys who are going to be there, um, building chemistry. And then everything started shutting down. And I was like, March madness, NHL, like everything canceled. And I was like, Oh man, like definitely not going to happen. And the Gopher pro day was, I legit think it was like the last pro day of any like D one school. And I'm thinking that's going to play to my advantage because that's more time to prepare and recover with my ankle and everything and ended up, you know, like not being in my favor because a lot of the schools actually got their pro days in before COVID, you know, canceled everything. So that ended up being disappointed. Then rookie mini camps, everything being canceled. Um, so I guess throughout the last year and a half, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Like for me personally, like I'm with a great agency that's based in the Twin Cities. So I'm very fortunate to be with them, but like they would tell them, yeah, we're going to have them in for the workout or like teams would be like, yeah, we'd love to have them at a rookie mini camp. And like, then like COVID, you know, happens. And I would just be training, not knowing when my opportunity would be. And at, at times that would be stretches of like months and it'd be really hard just, you know, trying to stay focused and determined and not knowing if, or like I'll ever get an opportunity. Um, so especially that, that has made me like believe too, or like, I, I don't believe anything until one, I'm like in their train facility or two, like I'm there, I've signed papers and everything because so many like sayings or like promises have fallen through over the past year and a half. And I think it was, yeah, last Saturday was my first actual NFL workout where I went to the Vikings. They had me in for a workout right before training camp. Um, so, so that was pretty fulfilling and cool because felt good, performed well there. Um, they're not looking at signing a quarterback because they have four right now at the time, but potentially if an injury happens or COVID, you, re you really never know. So, um, yeah, I'm still just going to be staying ready and maybe hopefully get some other workouts coming up or whatever. But, yeah, I guess to answer your question, too, it has not been easy in the slightest, just mindset-wise. It's been a long haul. It sounds like you are, like, a perfect textbook example of when it's, like, stuff happens. I won't swear. When stuff happens on this journey of life and we have all these pivots, we have all these plot twists that go on where the next step in your journey that you didn't expect may actually have been the best case scenario, best possible solution for you. And where if you want to get all university, where the universe like kind of guides you in the direction that you may not realize yourself, you're really meant to pursue. And going back to the scholarship that you talked about before, where you had thought that was your initial passion and then look at, had you been there, you would have missed out on all of the trainings, potentially you might still be there, <laughs> who knows? Um, but something that really stood out to me is when you had mentioned you're trying to stay focused and stay determined throughout this whole process and know that there is an end point, there is an end goal to keep working towards. You just may be dodging left and right to get there, however you get there. Um, so my question for you is how do you keep that focus? How do you keep that determination going even when you have all these moving pieces? 
it's a great question. I would say, well, one, like it's, I, I don't want to come on here and just be like, like, if you always keep determined, like it'll work out. Cause one, it could never work out. And, but at least, you know, he gave you your all. And two, like over the past year and a half, I have not been like, get up early every day, like go out grind for this goal. Like there have been like some stretches where it's like, like crap. Like I haven't heard anything from any teams for months. Like I might be coming up on where I'm done playing football. And most recently I was, I had my, I actually had to go for pro day this past, I think it was April 1st. Um, I was fortunate that they let me in again because obviously got canceled last year. Um, and yeah, was a great opportunity, a bunch of teams there and everything. And since then didn't really hear anything like NFL teams, some CFL teams said they were interested the Canadian football league, but no workouts, no nothing. So like, that was like two and a half months of like pretty much nothing. I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, you know, trying to read signs of the universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe in. I'm like, okay, am I maybe not supposed to play football? Like I'm getting no interest. I don't want to keep training. Like, and I, I played in some of like the lower leagues, like spring league FCF and like potentially do those again, but I don't want to do those for like years on end, you know, like I'm ready to like move on with my life, get out and like pursue my other passions um and until recently when the vikings hit up my agent they were like talked about the workout and actually happening um that kind of re-sparked the interest and everything and for me what keeps my determination is one i'd say the biggest thing is just like the love of the game like i talked about my agency um it's called ifa institute for athletes and like like it's adam thielen's agency cj ham like a bunch of the vikings guys so unfortunately i get to train with them like during the summer two times a week and it'll be some days where it's like, I just don't have a good day, you know? And like, I'll have bad throws and it'll be like, crap. Like I just had an embarrassing throw to Adam Thielen, <laughs> you know? I'm like, and just get down. It's like on top of that and not hearing anything from teams. It's like, okay, like crap, maybe time to move on. And then I'll have other days where like I'm on and feeling it. And it's like, I can definitely play at this level. And it's just like, I get excited about the game. I'm like, this is why I play. Like, I love the game. Like, this is awesome. Um, so for me, like, I just try to focus on those, like the highs and the moments and just remember those feelings. Like, I want that. I try to remember playing at St. John's and the games and the big moments and just loving that and wanting to do that and wanting to do that for a living, you know, like how lucky, you know, or especially that be to be able to play football for literally your job. Like that's got to be one of the coolest things in the world. And then also what keeps me going is just my family and support system and every, everyone that believes in me and what they pour into me. Like I have so many people that have given so much to me, you know, sacrificed so much so I can one, pursue this dream. And then two, you know, just because they believe in me and me not wanting, you know, to let them down is another like motivation just to get out of bed or to go do these workouts and just keep at it. But yeah, it definitely hasn't been easy. That's so awesome. I've seen your support system firsthand and to hear you say also that the love of the game, I think that when we're recording, when we push it, it'll be a little bit later, but as we're recording right now, the Olympics are going on. And I think we're getting a really special look into the Olympic athletes this year because of TikTok and these social media. And I think that's a very common theme between professional athletes and Olympic athletes is like the pure love of the game. They're doing it because they love the sport so much. And it's crazy to think that you could love a sport that much, but obviously it happens and it shines through and it's so awesome to hear that 
that's your determination and your why a lot of days is simply that love. I think now we might need to get a little plot twist and we're kind of wondering what other your other passions, you know, we mentioned like travel and working with kids. Is that still kind of on your radar for the future 10 years? Yeah, I would say so. I, I just can't get it off like my mind. Like I, I gotta do something, you know, and like, I don't want an office job or anything, or I currently work part-time um, at an engineering firm that's like soil engineering. So doing tests on dirt and everything. And like, that's a great part-time job that I've had for years, very lucky to be there, but like, that's not something I want to do the rest of my life. You know, like I love my kids teaching. I've like helped out um, like volunteering classrooms and stuff. And I, I just, you know, I like doing that. And then on top of that, like, I love traveling. I want to travel other cultures fascinated with me. You know, I want to see the world and get out. Um, and I think that was instilling me at like a young age too, because my family, we went on like almost not every spring break, but like we, we did a decent amount of traveling, which very lucky that I got to do that and see the world. And every time, like, those are like my favorite memories growing up. And just like when I was little and like now I still have the same thought where it's like, like, I don't want to like work a job that I don't like love and then like save up and then go on vacation for like maybe a week or two a year. You know, like I want that to be in my life. Like I want to be living somewhere else, seeing the world, being immersed in different types of cultures, foods, everything. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what I can do, you know, like, and I feel like teaching is just a, and like working in schools with kids is just a crossover of both those passions, you know, so still trying to figure that out. But yes, absolutely see that in the radar in the future. Um, as far as other passions, I don't really, I, I, I like doing a lot of different things, you know, like all different sports, activities. It immediately stands out to me, the quote of um, find a job you enjoy doing and you never have to work a day in your life. Sounds exactly like what Emma and I do and sounds exactly like what you're talking about. You want to 100% ensure that your future is. And I think that's important. I think we overlook the idea that a job can be enjoyable so often in society versus a job being nine to five, bleh, something that you like dread on Monday mornings versus finding something that you are passionate about, whether you know immediately, whether it takes you time to figure it out, take the time, take as much time as you need to figure it out because you're going to be spending a lot of hours, a lot of your time doing all of this. Yes. So, um, doing the work ahead of time to make sure that your career path lines up with your passions. So yes, important. Absolutely. And it's so hard too not to get caught up in, you know, societal pressures too, you know, yeah. and like societal norms or whatever. Um, like get the nine to five, save money and purchase materialistic things, you know, and like that's never been like a big, that's never been super appealing to me. Like I want to travel, see the world and focus on spend my money on like experiences and memories instead of like buying like a house or like a super nice car or like nice clothes fashion all that stuff like that that doesn't really entice me as much as like other things um and that's hard you know to decide not to get caught up in that but I just try to remember and focus you know like on what's important to me what I want to do how I want to live my life and yeah just focus on that it does not have to be a cookie cutter scenario 
I think our parents' generation, they had the mindset of you buy a house, white picket fence, you have a yard, you have kids, pay off your mortgage, call it a day. No disrespect to the parents who are listening to this. Don't mean any, don't mean any jabs at that. Um, but I think that that's just what society was for them. And for our generation, I think we kind of have been fortunate to see whether or not it's family members, whoever it is, people struggling going to work and truly not enjoying their job. And we know that's not something that we we want to pursue. We want to pursue the exact opposite. And so I've actually seen in a lot of articles where our age group will be more happy to put money into a stamp on a passport and get that experience compared to getting an extra bedroom in this huge mansion that no one can visit you. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you're stuck and, in you know, one zip code. <laughs> yes. And obviously part of it too is just technology and like how social media, like, or just the internet, we see so much more that's out there and it creates more opportunities just at our fingertips. So it's easier to make that jump. Whereas, you know, our parents' generation, like they don't necessarily, you know, like know everything out there can see and um, fully have a grasp on what it's like or what's out there. And they just know like, well, not speaking for everyone, but like comfort, you know, you just want, you know, financial, you know, stability um, and potentially, you know, freedom. And you just want to follow that routine and have kids or get a house, have kids, start a family. And yeah. And that's what I was saying too, where it touches back when you get older, like, let's say we do, you do buy a house or have families and, you know, it gets a lot harder to go just pick up and go then. Absolutely. Completely agree. Bringing it back to football for a second. So we know you've been doing it for a while. When did you start playing football? I'm sure Emma knows. Ooh, I don't know. Like organized football, I would say. Like tackle football, I think third grade, which was the earliest I could. But I was doing like flag football and whatnot since like kindergarten. Okay. So since this has been in your blood, in your DNA for quite some time now, how would you say that the skills you've learned in your early days of football have led you up to this point, whether it be in your football career, in everyday life, whatever you're doing these days, dirt assessments, <laughs> how would you say that your early days in football have built up to this point? What have those life lessons yeah, been? Great. great question. Sorry to laugh at the dirt assessments it's okay for one I would I just want to throw out it's a very important job like soil engineering like you're testing like construction sites for you know testing the strength for bridges and everything so it's an important job even though it's no disrespect no disrespect I was just gonna say I was just gonna say Jillian is gonna hit you up for uh some Nutri nutrient soil database info oh gosh i don't think that'd be our area of expertise it's more so just like the type well maybe maybe send your questions Jillian. let's see we'll see what i can do <laughs> we'll save that for season four <laughs> yes good call or six or seven or eight who else push it back um anyway so growing up i would say football and sports just have so many life lessons as far as you know teamwork you know team player leadership um 
owning your mistakes, you know, and growing up, my dad was the head football coach for Rosemont high school and he did an incredible job, like with the team, the culture, and they'd have so many like kind of like models and everything. And like for football players, we'd always, he'd always try to teach us what it means to be a man and like be the best version of yourself on the field and off the field and make good decisions. And even growing up, we'd have, it was called like the Irish way, which is, we were the Rosemont Irish, which is, it was like, I am honest. I am hardworking. I'm respectful. I am um, unself and just like a bunch of like traits and values and just like growing up, like, that's what I was like, okay, like, this is what it means, you know, to be like a good person. And that translates on the field when if you like mess up or whatever, you own up and you don't blame your teammates around, you know, and that translates to, you know, work, coworkers, relationships, family, like just owning your mistakes. And there's so many different aspects. Um, but, and, that, and that, that's why I always advocate for sports too. Like if I have kids one day, I am absolutely, they're going to be playing sports because there's so many life lessons in them. And if they don't want to play them at some point, then by all means, and I'm sure that that's in like the arts and everything as well, but yeah, just sports are so great for so many different reasons. I think that because of the unique position that I've watched you play and grow up on um, grew up in college yeah we grew up a lot between the moment I met you and the and now but something else unique is that my brother played under Jackson and and with Jackson and um playing the same position as somebody can be especially in a collegiate sport can be very competitive and can lead to a lot of maybe not necessarily bad blood but not friendship and I think that's the opposite that Jackson created with the environment and Jackson taught Chris to be a true leader. And now Chris, my brother, is, is, a, is a better leader because of what Jackson had taught him on how to be a mentor and how to be a leader, especially within your same position group, but then outside of the team as well. And so speaking from experience, I think that the, those leadership qualities and um, what you had just spoke about really translates to other people as well. Yeah. And that goes both ways, too, because in high school and even in college with some of the older quarterbacks that were older than me, um, there was like almost like an awkwardness or animosity, you know, like when one would play versus the other. And like, I wasn't as close of friends or like as close with those players. So it, it can be tough, but Chris, you know, like I consider Chris to be like one of my very, very like good close friends. Mm -hmm. And he's what, two, three years younger than me. Not that that matters, but he came in like my junior year as a freshman and he is without a doubt, one of the best teammates I've ever been around or on a team with. And like, he would give it his all like day in day. I'll make me a better player teammate, like just all around. And that just shows like one, his maturity for the situation too, you know, like <laughs> one being the backup backup is a tough position to be in because you got to be as prepared as the starter, if not more, because you don't get the reps with, the ones have practiced every day and then you don't get any you know really of call it glory whatever you want when you you know you don't play or you don't get any really of the recognition um but every day he brought in like even with days when I didn't want to like show up or be there you know he'd get me in the mood or he would always be like what I need like if a dude was pissing me off on the sideline or whatever like he'd go he'd be like hey like back off or like you know just whatever <laughs> like literally whatever I needed and like what the team needed 
Um, so yeah, it goes both ways. Like Chris just shows his maturity, his commitment. And yeah, that taught me so much as well. So shout out Chris. I love you. <laughs> I'll get his release for his name right after this. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. He, he won't care at all. That's, that's super, super awesome to hear. And it's been so fun picking your brain about all of this and, and the mindset and how the support system and the friendships can really help. And like you had just said, all the teammates and things like that go goes both ways. If for people who are listening, do you have one or two pieces of advice or recommendations on just how to live in that remind, reset, refocus lifestyle or, or bring it back and how how that's all kept you focused over the years? Yeah, pieces of advice. Well, I was actually just talking to Britt about this recently too. Um, one that just comes to mind right away is find what like works for you, you know, to be the most productive or whatever your goal is. Find, you know, you know yourself the best, what you need to do to get to that point. For me is like, I, I say I'm a free soul. I'm all over the place. Like I need to have a routine to be the most productive I can be and to get, yeah, all my crap done. Um, going into my senior year at St. John's, I was in the best shape of my life and it was summer, but I, we, I literally like had a routine. It was like, get up early, do strength training, go workouts, then more training or like meal prep for the weekend. Like that whole summer, like we didn't, we didn't drink, we didn't party, it was all focus and grind. And I guess uh, there there have been times um, over this past year and a half where like I get in a routine and like, you know, just get in, get in a system. And that's like when I'm most productive and like most in most, excuse me, in the best shape. And then I just like feel good, like mind, body and soul. I'm like healthy, I'm energized, I'm ready to roll. Um, so yeah, just find what works for you. And yeah, for me, that's routine, but yeah, it just depends on what you're going after as well. And then I'd also say kind of how I touched on earlier, like don't compare yourself to others. Don't be like comparing and like feeling pressured from societal norms or I'm at this age. This is what my friends have. This is what, you know, they're doing. This is how much they're making. They're in relationships, all stuff like you do you, you know, we all have different paths. Nobody is the same. We're all going for different goals. Um, and it's hard. It's really hard not to compare yourself to others in so many different regards, you know, but maybe that, that comes with age or some people figure out early, but I'm, I'm personally, I'm still trying to figure it out, but you know, just follow your heart, do what makes you happy. And yeah, don't get down when you're comparing yourself to others because it only brings you back and it just it really doesn't make sense to do. I love the idea of finding a system that works for you and like acknowledging that that system could change. Like the system that worked for you in college may be different from the system that worked for you two years ago compared to what works for you today that you figured out you had to scope out throughout quarantine and knowing that the, throughout life we're going to have all these different journeys and moments where what may have worked for us at one point may not be what works for us in the next couple of years. And it's important to like have that self-reflection and reminding yourself that it's okay to evolve. It's okay to make those adjustments. It's okay to make those changes and making sure that you don't limit yourself in the parameters of what societal pressures and all these things we talked about earlier of what 
things you feel like you should be doing compared to what always just going back to the basics of what always works best for you. Yes, exactly. You got it. Yeah. Evolve, change, learn, take in. Cause you don't, if you stay the same for the rest of your life, you know, that's boring and you're not going to get anywhere. So you got to change, adapt, learn, just grow as a person. A hundred percent. Well, Jackson, thank you so, so much for coming on and having this con conversation with Jillian and I. It's so fun to learn um, about your life, where you started and, and where you're headed. If people want to follow you or um, have further questions about your journey, can they reach out and where, where should they reach out? Yes, by all means, reach out. Um, pretty much every social media my handle is Jerdy Dude. That's J E R D Y D U D E. He's even on Twitch if you want to go on Twitch. Thank you. I am. <laughs> I haven't been enough. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, go follow him on Twitch. Maybe that'll motivate him to get back on Twitch, um, Instagram, everything like that. He puts out great content and see where his journey goes. Thank you so much. Well, that's it team. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Eat Healthy, Live Healthy podcast. We hope you had a great snack while listening to this episode and we can't wait until next time. Until then, you can find us on social. Our lovely friend Emma is at back to basic nutrition. That two is the number two. And you can find Jillian at eat.train.love.nyc. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and share this episode with your friends and family.